You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the MLB Extras Angels podcast. Tim McMaster here with Rhett Bollinger, the new Angels reporter here at MLB.com, but not new to MLB.com, right? You've been covering the Twins for years now, but kind of a homecoming, right? You're going to switch over and be the Angels beat writer. Exactly. Yes, I grew up in Southern California, uh, covered the Angels as an intern in 2008, was there in 2009, 2010 as well, and then 2011, I switched over to the Twins, and I was there for eight seasons, and from the area, though, I was very excited and very happy to be coming home. Yeah, very cool. And you're starting your tenure with the Angels here at the winter meetings as we record this in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. It's been, we're on day one, but it's, it's a different kind of winter meetings right here in Las Vegas. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely very different. It's, a, you know, all the lights here and everyone walking around and the lobbies on here. It's just, yeah, crazy feel here for sure. So you're taking over the Angels beat. The Twins, you, you covered some exciting teams there, some exciting young players as well along the way, playoff uh, run. What has you most excited about covering this Angels team? Well, I think more than anything is be able to see Mike Trout play yeah. every day the way that you know he can. And Shohei Otani, such a unique guy, obviously next to me, we know he can't pitch. Uh, but to see him hit the way that he does. and But, yeah, I mean, really Trout's going to be the guy that I'm excited to see every day. And, you know, and obviously the weather will be a little bit better, no more rain delays and that kind of stuff, uh, which is great. But, um, yeah, I, mean, I think just a new – you know, new management, you know, with Brad Ausmus. We'll see how he does as well. So, uh, yeah, this can be exciting. When you think about weather in baseball, right, if we go division by division, the AL Central, I don't even know if it's close. Is yeah, it the it's worst, be the worst, the worst oh, yeah. division? Because you have, you have no warm, real warm weather. No. And you have no domes. No domes, yep. So always, yeah, weather's always a concern. I mean, at least the American League East, while you have Boston and New York and Toronto. Toronto's in a dome. dome the Rays, yeah, yeah, dome. Wow. You've, yeah. you've suffered. You've paid your dues. <laughs> I've paid my dues. Eight seasons, Now yes. you get to return to Southern exactly. California. All right. Um, this week, let's talk about this Angels team. There's some stuff to do, obviously. It's an interesting time with the Angels because they can't rebuild. They have Mike Trout, right? So, so what is there to do that they have to get started on this week? I think the big thing for them is going to be adding starting pitching. Uh, we know that obviously lost a couple of guys, including Garrett Richards, uh, to injury and then free agency. Got to fill some rotation spots. Uh, you got to wonder how much money they're going to have to spend, though, because they go after a big name like Dallas Keuchel, or it'll be a guy maybe on a one-year deal or a two-year deal. The bullpen's going to be a priority as well, but it seems like they don't really like to go after, you know, kind of multi-year deals for relievers. The Angels don't. It's more probably going to be more kind of maybe a, a bounce-back candidate or two uh, in that bullpen. And then catching help as well could be a priority as well, just because right now, a little thin on the depth chart in catching. Obviously, they traded Martin Maldonado last year. Um, and possibly some infield help as well, maybe at second base. Uh, you'd have Cozart at third. Um, that's going to be mostly, mostly pitching, though, is going to be kind of the priority here at the winter meetings. It's obviously a tough division right now with what Oakland did last year. The Astros continue to be a World Series contender. So what do the Angels, how do they mentally stay involved to say, like, we can still do this, we can still compete in this division right yeah, now? Yeah, it's a great question because you're right. With Mike Trout especially, you can't rebuild. You have him for two more years under contract. You're right, the Astros might be, you know, on paper, one of the best teams in baseball. A's were, are not going anywhere. They're a young team. Uh, a lot of talent on that team as well. So you got to kind of figure out, are you, can you go all in on a team that might be, you know, a wild card team at best? It's hard to really know exactly what that front office wants to do. 
Um, but they could kind of get creative here and, and get aggressive and obviously want to have a reason for Mike Trout to want to stay. I, I think this offseason they're going to talk with Mike Trout and his representatives and, and try to see if they can hammer out an extension that would be ideal for this franchise um, to kind of convince him to stay. But you never know, and I think part of it's going to be for him is probably knowing the front office has the plan to compete in the long term. And it'll be interesting because of the Bryce Harper situation, Manny Machado, but I think Harper more so um, when he gets his deal done, whether it's $300 million, whether it's $350 million, do you think that directly impacts the Trout negotiations? And does it make sense, really, for both parties to just wait and see what happens with Harper? Because... Trout's not going to sign anything until he knows kind of what the market is out there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe kind of see how the Harper negotiations go first yeah. for him. You might as well see what he gets. At the same time, I think Trout and his representative know that, truthfully, he's been a more consistent and a better player than Harper. You know, Harper had the one great year. Otherwise, he's had a couple down years, injury-plagued years. Mike Trout's been, you know, incredible every year he's been in the major leagues outside of his very first season. So um, he's been consistently the best player in baseball now for many years. Um, and, and the difference is, too, is right now, you know, he's not a free agent the way that Harper is. Harper's deal can be, you know, obviously he's got any team could sign him, whereas with Trout right now, with two more years left on his deal, it's going to be only the Angels as the only team that could sign him. But, uh, yeah, and then the thing with the Angels, too, is that it would be really hard to trade him because really yeah. to get fair value for him is almost impossible because he's so good and so much better than anyone else in terms of that total package that – be almost you know, even fan base would be tough to, to sell that so I think they're gonna do everything they possibly can to try to sign him and I do think I'm sure I'll take a look and see what Harper gets but I think that kind of Mike Trout's kind of his own guy here and yeah. can certainly get uh, probably the biggest extension in baseball history yeah scary money probably for sure all right this is the first winter meetings this is scary when I noticed this yeah. and realized that the first winter meetings this century without Mike Socha wow. as the manager of the Los Angeles Angels um, so Talk about that and the new regime and obviously a new manager making the rounds here at the winter meetings. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to think of it that way. I mean, I covered the Angels in 2008, and even then that was, you know, he'd already been there since 2001 and won the title in 2002. So even then it had already been six, seven years. Um, and to think that it's 10 years later yeah. and he was still there until last season. So uh, Socha was a, a great baseball guy, still obviously is, great baseball mind, uh, had a lot of success there. Um, but, yeah, so it's kind of strange even starting this job, not having him there as, uh, as part of that. But, you know, time for a change. And I think Brad Ausmus is a guy that, uh, similar in a lot of ways, is a former catcher, really smart guy. Um, but a new coaching staff, though, should be a lot more younger, a lot more energy. I think, uh, you know, Socha was very loyal to his coaching staff. A lot of those guys were with him the entire reign, guys like Alfredo Griffin, uh, Dino Ebel. Those guys were there for a long time. But now a lot of young guys in this, you know, coaching staff I think they have three hitting coaches as well so kind of a different look and a little bit more analytics I think will be a, a part of this recipe as well so um, it's an exciting time though I think for the Angels and kind of a new big change like you said yeah. to have Socha was there for so long. Socha more of an old school guy like you said now you go the analytics route um, one guy that it's strange to me that Socha and Mike Napoli kind of clashed when he was there but he was there for five years Mike Napoli announcing this week that he's going to retire great career hit everywhere he went, started as a catcher. Um, then the Angels and Socha kind of traded him away. But but what are just memories from an Angels fan perspective? Or, or what? how do you think Angels fans kind of think back on the Mike Napoli years? A little bit of what if, in a sense. I, I covered Mike Napoli back in 2008 and nine, uh, back when I was in L.A. covering the Angels a little bit. And uh, really good guy. I mean, even back then, he was a lot younger. He wasn't that uh, veteran kind of presence he was later in his career with the Red Sox and Indians and all the fun he had and the party at Napoli's and everything else and just the beard and uh, I mean all that. That was kind of all before that. But um, I think you know he could always hit with the Angels. He hit. 
at the time, I remember Jeff Mathis was a better defender, and to Mathis' credit, he's had a nice career too, uh, especially defensively as a kind of more of a, a defensive catcher. But uh, he got a lot of the playing time away from Napoli. Angels were convinced that Napoli could hit consistently because he struck out so much. He was kind of streaky, uh, but ended up making that trade with Vernon Wells. Was not, it was not a good trade for the Angels. We saw Napoli go on to a great career, like I said, won in World Series. Um, just was a really good yeah, clubhouse guy. Power hitter could play a really good first base offensively as well. So I think there are a lot of Angels fans probably think, man, what if we would have kept Napoli all those years? We could have had this great hitting catcher, or really great hitting first baseman for most of the, his career. But uh, So I, I think Angels fans are happy for him and remember him as a good player with that team, but I think it's tough when uh, he moved on and had better years after he left too. You mentioned when Mike Trout, when it gets to negotiating, kind of selling him on a plan for the franchise. And one thing I think they can go to since Billy Epler's taken over there is that they've built the farm system. It's not a few years ago. It mm -hmm. was pretty much 30 out of mm -hmm. 30 major league clubs. It's moved up a lot. And there's some guys that are getting pretty close to, to getting up to the big leagues. Um, one of those guys is Joe Adele's exciting five tool type of guy. What is his... Where is he right now as far as that trip to the major leagues? He's getting a lot closer. I've yeah. heard a lot of good things about him over the years. Even covering the Twins, it's a minor league I heard a lot about. He said five tool can do it all. Uh, even comparisons, not that he'd ever reached that you know pinnacle, but to be kind of a Mike Trout type guy where you can do it all. It's, like I said, it's hard for anyone to ever get to that kind of Mike Trout stratosphere. But uh, if he can be even an all-star outfitter, it'd be huge for this organization. Um, right now, the Angels are thinking about maybe trading Cole Calhoun for money reasons and also to kind of move on. He didn't have a great year last year, which would open the door for Adele to possibly make his debut as early as this season. I don't think it'll be early in the year, but I do think that if he has a great start to the minor leagues, he could be up later in the season and make his debut because he's definitely a guy uh, the Angels have a lot of hopes for in the future and could play definitely a role in, uh, you know, even with Mike Trout. If, if he sees this guy as a future superstar along with him, it would definitely go a long way for this organization. You mentioned Cole Calhoun. Um, it's kind of selling low, though, right? What, what do they hope to be able to get if they do deal him? I bet if this, at this point, because they're selling low, maybe relief help, maybe a couple lottery ticket guys that can throw yeah. hard. You know, that's kind of the big thing now. Everyone throws so hard in the bullpen. The Angels do even now have a lot of guys that throw hard. Um, so I think probably be more like lottery ticket guys like that that you kind of take a chance on. A flyer, you're right. It probably wouldn't be much of a return. I think more than anything, it just clear some salary because this team right now, they probably have maybe $30 million this offseason to spend. But if you want to go after a you know, starting pitcher, a guy like Keiko is going to cost you probably at least $20 million of that. So to clear up, I believe he's going to make about $8 million. So it clear up some salary more than anything. So I think at that point, it would just be get a couple guys that, you know, might get a chance to be a, a help your team. But more than anything, I think it just kind of cleared the books a little bit. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB Extras Angels podcast from the 2018 winter meetings. For Rep Bollinger, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.